Okay. All right. So this is uh, this is IIoT, the Industry 4.0 application, take zero. All right. So Zach asked me to go on a rant, and so this is going to be my rant. Okay. It when, um, so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this first. You guys, this this is every business. This right here, what you see right here, is the one thing every single manufacturer on the planet has in common. Doesn't matter what they make, okay? They sell stuff, they plan to produce that stuff, they execute the production of that stuff, they put it somewhere, they ship it, they invoice for it, and they get paid for it. And then they ask the customer if they want more. That is literally how every single manufacturer on the planet works, okay? So at, when you're a mom and pop and you got four people and you built a garage, and you know you got a pole barn in the back and you're making widgets in the back for one customer you're still doing this on the very first day you do business you are this is your workflow okay you sell stuff you plan to manufacture it you execute the manufacturing of it you store it somewhere you ship the shit you invoice it and you get paid for it and then you call the customer and ask them if they want more that is literally Manufacturing in a nutshell. Okay, as you grow, these steps become more and more difficult. Okay, I add more and more salespeople, and so I need to use a piece of software that helps my salespeople manage the list of all of our clients and how often do we call those clients, uh, how often are those clients calling us, what are they complaining about. So we buy a, 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 a CRM software. Okay. Um, because when I had one sales guy or when I own the plant, it's just me, I just keep all this in a spreadsheet, okay? But then I need a piece of software because now my, my outside and inside sale people need to coordinate with one another, so we buy a piece of uh, CRM software, okay? Um, your ERP system you gotta have from day one. And in most cases, your ERP system from day one is QuickBooks. Okay, I can tell you that when we go and we're migrating a, you know, a small manufacturer to midsize or enterprise level, one of the first things we've got to do is change out QuickBooks for a, a more robust ERP system. Like for example, QuickBooks doesn't manage multiple warehouses. It doesn't manage multiple facilities. So having those locations and doing your costing in the ERP system is very difficult when you use QuickBooks. But when you, you may start out using a spreadsheet for this, okay? That's all, this is all paper stuff, right? When you do your execution, this is the last, I can tell you right now, this is the last piece of software anyone buys, okay? This, this is the last piece of software anyone buys, okay? The, uh, manufacturers do not buy MES software um, until way, way, way down the road. They don't even buy SCADA software until way, way, way down the road. This is the second to the last piece of software you buy. And you expect your machine builder to provide all that. So your machine builder is the one who's providing the HMI, okay? So, and then you've eventually, I need more visibility. I need to collect more data. I need more visibility to my machines running. So I add SCADA software so that my plant supervisor and my control room can identify problems and reappropriate re resources quickly enough so that we're, we maintain our efficiencies in production, okay? 
Warehouse management system you got to have. Most of the time warehouse management system starts out up here in the ERP. So we try to use Sage or we try to use QuickBooks to manage all of our inventory. Okay, so as we're producing widgets, we try to throw them back into the ERP system, but eventually we realize we need a standalone WMS system. Okay, shipping software, it may be the WMS system, it may live up in the ERP system, or it may be standalone. Okay, invoicing is almost, it, originally it's QuickBooks, but you may end up using a separate invoicing software. So I may do resource planning in ERP, and I may invoice using Sage. So this could be SAP, this could be Sage. Okay, and then eventually, when that's all done, that closed loop is done, you may have someone manually say, okay, we shipped out X number of widgets and we put that in the CRM and I called so-and-so on such and such date and he told me he was happy with the shipment. As my business grows, that methodology doesn't work for me. Okay, so you, when you, you talk about like digital transformation, right? The application of digital transformation. Well, a lot of it, what ends up happening is in industry 3.0, we upgrade the CRM. We upgrade the ERP. I mean, more companies waste money on the ERP system than, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're an, a top line executive out there and you have spent um, seven figures on your ERP system, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, you got, you got hoodwinked. Okay, you got hoodwinked. Your business doesn't happen in the ERP system. You want it to, but it doesn't. It happens down here in the green box. It happens down here in the green box. Okay? So, vast majority of manufacturers, you want the ramp, the vast majority of the manufacturers are wasting their money at the ERP level. Okay, they're being sold a bill of goods, the ERP system will do everything you need. Okay, let's use, uh, let's uh, use Oracle, or you know, let's buy Oracle's off-the-shelf solution, let's buy SAP, let's buy SAP B1, let's buy Batchmaster, let's buy Epicor. And, and listen, you guys will be able to fill up our comments of how you've been sold a bill of goods at the ERP layer, you spent hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars integrating these solutions, and the information that those solutions could provide you ended there. There. And, and your business is running without without real-time information from the ERP or without your ERP system being able to consume real-time information. So you want to know why IIoT and Industry 4.0 matters. You cannot have your dream facility, the idea that the ERP is going to be seamlessly integrated through operations without using Industry 4.0 principles. You can't integrate it from the edge without using IIoT protocols. There's no way to manage it. You would need an army of engineers to be able to maintain everything, okay? All right, so let's talk about the Industry 4.0 application. Yeah, and I mean, so the Industry 4.0 application is this. I have my unified namespace, okay? Let me use a different color because I don't want to mix up the production part. I have my unified namespace which is my business, okay? My business, the it's the digital twin. Um, the executives, the chief technical officer and the CEO who spent, who should be ashamed of themselves for spending seven figures on, on the ERP system that doesn't make their business any more efficient. It doesn't, and, in, and if you can get people to tell you the truth, um, they're gonna tell you. You're not, you're not capturing efficiencies in the ERP system. You're wasting your money. I mean, um, 
You're wasting your money. You gotta have an ERP system, but your focus doesn't need to be there. Your focus needs to be here, okay? So the information that you want in the ERP system comes from here, and it 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 comes from here, okay? So unless you're gonna connect the ERP system and use, it, use the ERP system as your unified namespace, this is the IT component, Again, people in the comments, go ahead and tell me, uh, you know, what's the, the number one barrier to connecting MES, SCADA, PLC, WMS, and shipping to your ERP system? And the answer is, it's your IT department. Your IT department is, for whatever reason, they're going to tell you, no, you cannot connect to our ERP system. I challenge any chief technical officer, any director of technology, any director of IT to come on our podcast and make their argument for why it is we should not be connecting into your ERP system. And I promise you, I will humiliate you on camera. So I promise you, promise you. But for whatever reason, you want to know about the, why you, you wanted to rant. For whatever reason, this resistance exists. Now, it's just pure ignorance. It's just absolute ignorance. For example, they'll say we shouldn't connect our business network to our PLCs and our HMIs, okay? Because um, someone might, you know, might want to sabotage our systems. No, that's horseshit. You want to know what your number one risk of connecting your business network to your, uh, your process network is? It's multicast traffic, okay? Everything out here is explicit unicast transmission. That is, the HMI talks directly to the PLC. It doesn't broadcast out onto the network. It talks explicitly to the PLC. Doesn't generate a lot of noise. Therefore, the PLC doesn't spend a whole lot of information, a whole lot of time trying to decipher messages it should be ignoring. Okay, that's your number one issue. How do we address that? Network address translation. We use at NAT which means that it turns multicast traffic into explicit unicast traffic, number one. And number two, we use outbound only. Report by exception technologies, IIoT. There are no inbound open ports. Everything publishes out from the edge, okay? Again, it's just pure ignorance though. It's the simple fact that there are a lot of people who are talking about IIoT and Industry 4.0 who have no idea what they are talking about. I mean, literally no idea. And, and the people that who are listening to them are becoming dumber. The executives who are listening to them are becoming dumber. And they are losing, uh, they're losing the opportunity to gain a foothold in the market by leveraging these technologies, okay? All right, so let's talk about the Industry 4.0 application. I, with my unified namespace, instead of Instead of bopping down through the software, okay, what I do is I have all of my software publish into the namespace and consume from the namespace, number one. The advantage of that is that when I need to upgrade my ERP system, so right now if I've got an explicit connection from ERP to MAS, through middleware by the way, there's almost always, yep, you're almost always middleware there. Why? And it's all horseshit. They've been lying to you. I mean, you're just you've been you've been lied to. IBM wants you to buy this middleware. This middleware is of no value to you, none. Tibco wants you to buy this middleware. It is of no value to you. Other manufacturers out there want you to buy this data bus. It is of no value to you. In fact, they are the ones who are funding the white papers that are telling you that it is dangerous to connect your business 
applications to your operational technology. Why? Because they're selling products that they want you to buy, and you're not going to buy them unless you're afraid to connect that to that. I've been doing this 21 years. You know what this is? The number of times that I have seen an operational failure because of a connection on a business network. Zero. Zero. Okay? All right. So uh, anyway, let's get move this. So what happens when I upgrade my ERP system? I've got an explicit connection between ERP and MES, and I upgrade that, that my ERP system. I've got to re redo those connections. But if the ERP system and the MES publish into a unified namespace, and I make an upgrade to the ERP system, do I have to reestablish this connection? No. When I do the installation of the new ERP system, all I do is configure the area within the namespace it has to publish into. Right? Very simple. Easy stuff. Same thing MES gated PLC HMI. All right. I want to talk about one other really, really important part of the business and why this concept of the unified namespace and leveraging industry 4.0 methodologies matter. Okay? Um, when a business grows to the point where they're trying to figure, they, they, they almost always, uh, growth looks like this in manufacturing. You know, you plateau and grow and plateau and grow. When you're plateauing, manufacturers are trying to figure out where do, I, where do I capture my next big growth from? This is where MES and the, and the OEE calculation came from. Okay? So I, I know we've talked about this before, but let's talk about it again. Why does OEE matter? Overall equipment effectiveness. The, the OEE is the calculation of availability times quality times performance. Okay? OEE is for the executive. That's at the ERP layer. When I get, a, when I get an order for 25 million widgets, and the customer says, I need to have it, I need to take delivery in 90 days, how does the plant know whether or not they can produce 25 million widgets within 90 days? They gotta weigh two things, right? They gotta weigh what is my current schedule against what is my overall capacity, right? Well, how do you determine capacity? It's the number of machines multiplied by how efficient those machines it is, exactly. It is, when I develop a machine, when a machine builder builds a machine, he says, you can, you can create a thousand widgets per hour out of this machine. How many, how many um, customers produce a thousand widgets per hour? Zero. Absolutely zero. Because no one runs at 100% efficiency, right? OEE is the efficiency number. Whether it's, you know, a good OEE number is anything greater than 90. When we go in and deploy, and, and I'd love Corso to chime in here, because they do a lot of enterprise MES systems, but when we go in and we deploy an MES system for the first time, that is, we start actually calculating OEE for a customer. Do you know what the average OEE number is? In the 60s? It's in the 30s. The average OEE number is in the 30s. Okay? Do you know how long it takes us to get them into the 80s? 60 to 90 days. Just by virtue of giving them the number, just by virtue of giving them the number, they go from in the 30s to in the 80s in 60 to 90 days. So they double their capacity. Easily. They've doubled their capacity, exactly. All right, so let's break the OEE down a little bit further. Availability, quality, and performance. Availability is um, how much my machine was up, okay? So on a scale of zero to 100%, what percentage of the time while I was running my production order was my machine available to run? If I have a low availability number, we yell at the maintenance manager, okay? Quality is what percentage of the parts that I produced are good. 
if I have a low quality number, and this is normally the best number, generally when you first start out, they already know whether they're producing lots of bad parts. They don't know whether the, how, exactly how much the machine's been available, and they really don't know what the performance number is, okay? Quality, generally, they're in the 95% and higher. Um, if, but if you, by chance you have a low quality number, it generally means either you've got bad raw materials, uh, you either yell at the machine builder, maybe it's a, bad, a new machine, you may have bad tooling, okay, or bad engineering. But that's generally what quali the quality number is for. Performance is when you were running, how fast was that machine running? What was it producing relative to what it should have produced when it was available and it was producing good parts? Okay, the, you yell at the operator here in operations. I can tell you this, most customers believe that this number is the lowest number when you ask them. Before they ever see it, they'll believe it's because their operators aren't working fast enough. Do you know that it's almost never the operator? It's availability. It, generally, it's a combination of availability and efficiency in scheduling. So generally, the changeover between two production runs takes much, much longer than what they think it takes. Okay? And it's, so it's generally efficiency in scheduling and availability of the machine. Okay? Um, all right, so these numbers are where manufacturers are capturing, capturing their, their next level of efficiency. Well, guess what? A lot of companies now are deploying MES systems and they're capturing those gains now. They're capturing that 30% to 80% jump. And then they're going to gradually increase to 90%. But are their costs going down or up? Right? I mean, is everyone's cost going up or down right now? As a manufacturer, do, can, I, can I assume that my raw materials are going to cost me less tomorrow than they? No, they're going to continue to go up. Their costs are going to continue to go up. The cost of labor is going to continue to go up. The cost of uh, natural resources is going to continue to go up. So they have to capture new efficiencies. Okay. So where's the next place you go once you once we get to 99% OEE? Where do you go? Uh, up or down? The you go here. Okay. You go to the edge. Uh, is every PLC program that you've ever read? Are, are, are they the most optimal programs? No, they're not. No. Are there ways for us to make these machines run better, right. run faster? Ju yeah, just, just by virtue of changing the way the machine thinks. Right. Okay? That's right. W what about uh, preparing? So we, we decrease scheduled downtime, which doesn't ding any of these numbers, by the way. <laughs> so scheduled downtime doesn't ding any of these. Right. So scheduled downtime doesn't hurt your OEE number, okay? Um, it hurts teep. Yeah, it, it, that's your teep number. It hurts the teep number, but not the OEE number. So, uh, so we're, you have to decrease the scheduled downtime by predicting failures, okay? So I predict more efficiently when I need to do preventative maintenance, okay? That's what machine learning does. I mean, that's, those are, those are, that's the evolution, right? If you as an organization are not leveraging IIoT and Industry 4.0 between now and five years from now. What's going to happen is, is as you evolve to the next step of capturing efficiencies in your business, you will not have the infrastructure in place to do it. That's the issue. That's the fundamental issue. If you want to talk about the rant, you know, fun. We'll have the data. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you, well, that's the infrastructure. You won't, you're not going to have the data, or nor the infrastructure, nor nor the infrastructure. Yeah. This is why Tesla is so far ahead on AI. It's not. It's not even just. Te yeah, you're right. But it's not just Tesla. It's Amazon. I mean, you want to know why? You know, why is it that the most cutting edge manufacturers are ki killing their competition? They're murdering them. And it and it and here's the deal. When you go into the vast majority of organizations, um, the vast majority of organizations doing the, the I 3.0 to the 4.0, my digital transformation is difficult. You want to know why? Because they can't even get the 3.0 implementation correct. They can't, even, they can't even get out of their own way. Okay? But the, the Amazons of the world, um, the Teslas of the world, um, the Boeings. Boeing's another really, really good example of masters of manufacturing. Um, there is no internal resistance to uh, developing this architecture. If there's internal resistance, that person's gone. You know, and, and, and as an organization, you need to be thinking about that. You know, I would be doing a wholesale corporate inventory and asking people, give me your opinion on Industry 4.0 and IIoT. And what you're going to get is blank stares. There, people are just not going to be able to answer the question. This is the DNA of your business. It's, it's right. And, and th that's exactly, that's a really good way of putting it. This is the DNA of your business. Yeah, you wanted the rant. And we okay. want to be relying on people less, not more. You want to be relying on people less for the... Uh, you, you, you want right. You want to be relying less on people doing the execution, and you want to be relying more on people doing the analysis. And creativity. That's right. You want the the future jobs in manufacturing facilities. It's going to be um, maintaining the infrastructure, right? It's going to be those high-level tech positions where you're adding in new features as we come up with great ideas. Report building is going to become a huge deal. Um, uh, IOT infrastructure management is going to become a huge deal, but the real big growth is going to be in operations an uh, analysis. So operations analyst positions are really going to take off. Okay. So um, anyway, this is this is the industry 4.0 application of IOT. You want to know? You wanted a rant? There you go. <laughs>